Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast with co-hosts Jacob and Terry. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Today we're going to be talking about an interesting post that Terry wrote called Why I Don't Completely Agree with Dave Ramsey. And honestly, when Terry wrote this post, I was like, hold on a second, Terry, we're a personal finance blog. Like, you can't be putting this kind of content out there, you know. But after I went and read it, I was like, you know, that's actually very true. And, you know, he has some very valid points in here. I'm just super excited to be talking with Terry about this today. And so, Terry, why don't you just kind of share a little bit about your perspective when it came to writing this post and kind of your general mindset when it comes from learning from others. The meat and potatoes or like the the thesis statement of this article really is that we can learn from many different perspectives. We can learn from many different people, even if they don't agree, especially if they don't agree. And it's really just this practice of learning from different people that I was trying to get at in this article. And I used Dave Ramsey, and we'll talk about him in a second, but a company called Better Wealth as the two examples of two differing opinions on a topic I love, personal finances. And essentially, I was just talking in this post about how we'll get into a second about Dave Ramsey and his views and Better Wealth and their views and what we learned from both of them. But essentially, this article, I was just going over how I honestly, I love both companies. I love both people, Dave Ramsey and Caleb Gulliams, the founder of Better Wealth. And they've each played a very, very key role in my education in personal finances. I wouldn't trade them out. I love both of their perspectives. Honestly, I think they balance each other fairly well. So essentially, I just thought we would kind of discuss the two different perspectives on personal finances here. But I also want you guys just to walk away with hopefully a start thinking about the other people in different areas of your life besides finances that you can kind of learn from different perspectives. Like kind of just start thinking about the other views you've seen in different areas of life and kind of how you can start to apply this strategy in a sense of just learning from different people and applying the best of what each person teaches in your own life and just kind of building your own thesis statement, your own strategy to life, essentially. Hopefully that made sense. But essentially is what I'm trying to get at or what I hope you take away from podcast and this article is just maybe start thinking about the different people in your life in the different areas of life that you can start to apply their mentioned perspectives in the and take the best of what each person teaches and kind of build your own philosophy or strategy for how you approach these different areas of life. But with that, Jacob, why don't you get us started off with Dave Ramsey and some of the views he teaches or kind of the practices that he suggests personal finances specifically and kind of the demographic that he's targeting. So we're going to start off with Dave Ramsey's backstory here. I'm not going to get too specific, but essentially he was doing pretty well. His income was rising quickly. And I mean, he had it all. He was doing well financially, according to most people, but he got into a pretty unfortunate situation. I'm not exactly sure how it happened, but eventually he went from doing pretty darn well to going to bankrupt. And after that, he just decided like, you know, my current financial system is not working and I need a new way to kind of dig myself out of this hole. And that's kind of when he started to learn about these different philosophies and 
you know, start to apply them to his own life and then eventually teach them to other people. And so we're going to kind of talk about a few different key points that Dave Ramsey mentions. Um, I'm just going to read off the list that Terry mentioned because it's short and sweet and to the point. So first off, Dave Ramsey believes that all forms of debt are bad. And so credit cards, he believes are stupid. Car loans are even more stupid. Student loans are basically a disease. Loans of any kind are stupid. You should avoid debt altogether, essentially, according to... And he doesn't really believe that whole life insurance works that well, but he does advocate for term insurance, which is different than Caleb Goliam's. Or he believes that cash is king. He thinks that mutual funds are the best place to invest your money. He thinks that budgeting is a mandatory task for anyone. He believes that the market averages 12%. And he also kind of advocates for 15-year mortgages and trying to pay those off as quickly as possible. And so another thing that I like to think about Dave Ramsey is that Dave Ramsey teaches the majority of people extremely well. He teaches the basic financial knowledge that you need to know to get yourself out of debt, to get your spending under control, and to just to learn just to get a basic knowledge about kind of all financial topics. And so, you know, really for like, I don't know, 98% of people, Dave Ramsey's concepts are going to apply to their life. But it's that like 2% of people that Dave Ramsey's concepts don't apply to. And really, you shouldn't be listening to Dave Ramsey that much. And that's where we're going to be talking about Caleb Goliams in a minute. And so that's just kind of general knowledge of what Dave Ramsey believes in. Yep. That's right on. And on the other side of the equation, we have Caleb Williams isn't the only one who kind of has different beliefs and different approaches. Like there's lots of other financial experts out there who have similar perspectives. But I just really like Caleb Gulling's particular perspectives and the company he's built at Better Wealth. Kind of some of Caleb's backstory is he's a like a young 20s entrepreneur himself. He started his Better Wealth company within the past couple of years. And funnily enough, a lot of his childhood I could relate to because I think we were both homeschooled. He got one of his first jobs and he's like 15 or 16, which is around the same time I did. And then he also, this is where he has me beat. He ended up working at a local bank and eventually moving to an investment into the, the head of the investment department at age 19. So he started working at the bank when he was 17 and then became the head of the investment department at 19, which is just crazy for a 19 year old. But it was that position that really kickstarted off. He was always passionate about personal finances. But when he got that job as the head of the investment department, he realized he had he was responsible for many, many people's financial. He was literally advising them on their investments. So it kind of kickstarted him into diving deeper into the finance world and researching what the best investments would be for families across America. And what he found was that a lot of people didn't have nearly enough money saved and that there were some fundamental issues at play with how they were approaching their finances. And so I'll quickly go over a couple of things that Caleb believes. One, and this is actually a really interesting concept, a dollar spent or lost today doesn't just lose you that dollar, but also what that dollar could have earned you in the future. And this is kind of hard to grasp, but it speaks a lot to not wasting money. And this is where it gets really tricky. Caleb is a fan of whole life insurance policies. And at first I was like, what on earth? That's horrible. Because you know, I was coming from Dave Ramsey's perspective, which is all whole life insurance policies are bad. What Caleb kind of opened my eyes to is that there's ways to set up whole life insurance policies specifically, but there's, you can apply this concept other vehicles that you can spend money without actually like spending it. It's, I know it's kind of bizarre, 
but I link to his book in the article where if you want to dive deeper into this, you can check it out. But essentially what he's talking about is that when you spend money with cash, specifically, like if you went out and bought a car for $5,000 and you spent $5,000 in cash, you lose that $5,000 or like that $5,000 is gone, but you also lose what that $5,000 could have made you in the future on compound interest through your investments. And so essentially what one of the key aspects that his strategies at Better Wealth are working to achieve is that there's ways to purchase that car, to purchase the different things that you need to in life without that money completely disappearing. Essentially, it gives it the ability to keep earning interest. So it's a really powerful concept that I hadn't seen anywhere else. He also believes that credit cards aren't the spawn of hell like Dave Ramsey will make them out to be. I personally agree with him in that there's responsible ways to use a credit card, but the majority of people don't use them responsibly. He also speaks on how leverage is an extremely powerful and incredible wealth building tool when used maturely and responsibly. So he isn't completely against all forms of debt like Dave Ramsey is. He also talks on acting like a banker, which is he breaks down in his book, The And Asset, how banks make so much money. And basically, really the genius way they set up their business models to make the most money as efficiently as possible and how you can apply that to your personal life. And then he also talks about how tax deferred accounts like Roth IRAs or a regular IRA accounts aren't like the greatest vehicle on earth, in his opinion, the greatest financial vehicle. In his personal opinion, he talks about how there's 16 ideal characters that a, a financial vehicle should have and why he believes that a whole life account with a mutual owned life insurance company using a specifically designed dividend paying contract is the best one out there. If you want to dive more into all of those points, I highly recommend checking out the article for starters, but then also checking out his book, which dives even more into it. Essentially, you'll notice that Dave Ramsey and Caleb Williams hold some pretty opposing views on personal finances. And interestingly enough, I think they're both kind of right. If you notice you're having some financial difficulties or you're lacking financial discipline in your life, you probably shouldn't be using a credit card on a daily basis. You probably shouldn't be over leveraging yourself. I mean, you should never over leverage yourself, but you shouldn't be leveraging yourself as much as someone who has financial discipline would be able to. There's these key aspects that you probably shouldn't do just because it would be risky for you personally. And that's what Dave Ramsey starts to teach is discipline. He teaches awareness about how you're spending money. He teaches some fundamental concepts that a lot of people in America would be far better off learning than where they're at now. But what Caleb Gulliams gets into is how to build wealth in the long term. Dave Ramsey talks about how to save money and how to get yourself out of debt and how to basically just get a grasp on your finances. And Caleb Gulliams talks about how to kind of build wealth for the long term, how to use your money in the most efficient way possible. And so that's why I think they're both right. I think they're both great perspectives to learn from. And essentially, to use both perspectives the best, you have to be in a specific area of life. So when I started off, I started learning from Dave Ramsey. He was kind of my introduction to the personal finance world. And I, and I loved it. I mean, I'm super glad I started learning from him. But then I also recognized when to start shifting and to start learning from other people too, like Kill Gullins. So with that, essentially what I just want to leave you guys with is that there are ways to learn from different people and to pick out the best of both worlds and to kind of stitch together your own philosophy, whether it's on personal finances. And you don't have to completely agree with me or kind of my views and how like it's completely fine if I think credit cards can be used responsibly, but you still think that they're the spawn of hell. <laughs> 
it's fine to have differing opinions. But essentially what I'm saying is just don't listen from just one person and completely shut out all other perspectives. Keep an open mind, be willing to learn. And with that, thanks for listening to this week's podcast and we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it. 